My name is Lynette Ross, and I just recently retired uh, as the minister of Cathedral of Hope Houston, United Church of Christ. And um, I was the minister from January of 2011 until the end of June 2017. But I've been involved with them since the fall of 2008. And so I want to try and briefly, if I can, give a history of how Cathedral of Hope Houston came to be and how it came to be the church that it is today. Uh, you know, the United Church of Christ has had some kind of unique, innovative ways of trying to uh, plant churches. For example, uh, Plymouth Church uh, in spring was a church that they bought the land and they built the building and then they started the church. And it worked. It's thriving. They did it with another church here and it didn't work. Um, both um, Pilgrim, uh, United Church of Christ, over by TCU, and Plymouth Church in Beaumont were started by the United Church of Christ and the American Missionary Association to plant predominantly uh, black churches, and both of them were successful. Um, and so they've had some unique ways of trying to start churches. And apparently sometime in, I don't know if it was 2007 or 2008, when Cathedral of Hope uh, in Dallas had been um, a part of the UCC for about three years, National asked Joe Hudson if she would be willing to try and plant five new churches. And I don't know, I don't know really the history of what that conversation was like or, uh, or, or any of that, but that was uh, the story that I'd heard. And so she reached out to Michael Piazza, who had been the senior minister of Cathedral of Hope for 25 years and was in 2008 the dean of the cathedral. He was no longer the senior minister, but he was still involved. And so she said, Michael, will you, will you take this task on? And so he came to Houston in the, the late summer of 2008 to have organizational meetings. And coincidentally, um, I was just beginning, um, going to begin seminary in September of that year at uh, Perkins School of Theology at Southern Methodist University. So I was still a Methodist, but was planning on joining the United Church of Christ. And I didn't, I didn't get the email, but David K. Johnson, a friend of mine from Bering Memorial United Methodist Church, got the email that there was going to be an organizational meeting for Cathedral of Hope. Uh, and he forwarded it to me. And so I went to the very first organizational meeting, and Tom... Pickett was there, and Brian Brown, and Wayne Woodard, the three three folks that uh, a lot of the members of the church know. And basically, I think what Michael, the reason they picked Houston, is lots of people had left Dallas for personal or professional reasons and moved to Houston and missed Cathedral of Hope deeply. Uh, and they always said, we wish there was one here. And I think Michael thought that if we build it, they will come. Uh, but a lot of things changed between the time when uh, people were moving to uh, Houston and when they finally came here. And one of the things that changed is the attraction of organized religion and Christianity has diminished significantly. So not as many people uh, in general are interested in going to church and certainly not near as many people in the LGBT community are interested in going to church. Second, 
most of the people who had been a part of Cathedral of Hope in Dallas and were now in Houston had found a new church home. And so they didn't necessarily want to change. Third, and I think this was really, in my opinion, a huge factor, they wanted to walk in and experience Cathedral of Hope in Dallas. Well, it took 25 years to get, well, maybe more than that, you know, uh, Cathedral of Hope just celebrated its 48th or 49th year. So it took at least 25, maybe 30 years to get it to where it remotely is now. And, and so they would come to this tiny little church start and they weren't interested. So anyway, so that's kind of the history. And so we started having organizational meetings in September of, of 2008 at Bethel, uh, which was, is a United Church of Christ. And you'll hear a lot of stories about that relationship. All I know is, um, and I, I wasn't there, you know, um, all I know is that the decision was made that we would rent space from Grace Lutheran in Montrose. I think they were, um, Michael was hoping something would work out with Bethel. It did not. And so we started renting space uh, to wor- begin worship at Grace uh, Lutheran in Montrose. And we had our first worship service, I believe, January 9th of 2009. Uh, and we had a we had a meeting once a month, you know, September, October, November. I don't know that we met in December. And then we started worship in January, and we worshipped on Sundays at five p.m. And what would happen is Michael Piazza would fly down on Sundays, and he would uh, preach, and then he would fly home. And uh, David McCullough was a uh, he did kind of the newsletter for us. He was kind of the techie guy. And I was kind of the hands and feet on the ground because Michael knew he had me because I was brand new in seminary and I was hot to trot and anxious to help. And so I was the one who would coordinate worship and get it all ready and set it up and tear it down and everything. And then participated in worship. And so Michael um, would come down to preach and he did that from January of 2009 uh, through most of uh, 2000 until the uh, first part of 2010. And I can't remember exactly when. And um, Dallas came down a couple times, brought a bus full of people. Uh, and, um, you know, and we, we kept worshiping on Sundays at 5 p.m. And we would we would get a lot in the beginning, and then we wouldn't have a lot. You know, it was just, it'd be 20, and then it'd be 50, and then it'd be 30. We had potlucks since from the very beginning. We've had refreshments. Uh, after worship from the very beginning. Uh, and sometime in the, the first part of 2010, spring or so, uh, Michael got an opportunity to uh, start up with Cameron Tribble, uh, or Trimble, excuse me, um, CPR, Contemporary Progressive Renewal. Uh, it's a consulting company and they'd gotten a fairly substantial grant from the United Church of Christ and so he was going to leave Dallas and move to Atlanta and and so um, Joe Hudson had um, Dawson Taylor come down and and do what Michael had done preach and then fly back and then in 
I want to say around June of 2010, um, Dallas decided they were going to see if we could uh, have a full-time pastor. And so they called um, Gary Bagley, who was recently had left the Methodist Church, uh, who had been a Methodist pastor for a number of years. And uh, so he came down and was our pastor. And we were still at uh, Grace, and we are still at 5 p.m., um, and so then, in that time frame, in the late summer of 2010, we moved to um, St. John United Church of Christ in Oak Forest. And that came about as a discussion between Teddy Kissel, who was the interim minister there, and Joe Hudson. And, and so Gary was our pastor, and we moved, and we were still uh, worshiping Sundays at um, 5 p.m. But the hope was that we could then worship in the morning because we could accommodate a service around St. John's. And um, not too long after we moved, Dallas you know, realized that they had been premature in thinking that we could financially afford a full-time pastor. And so they um, um, had to let Gary go. And coincidentally, right around that same time, I had I was in the process of trying to get my credentials uh, in the United Church of Christ. I became what's called a licensed minister. I wasn't ordained, but it meant that I would be licensed to perform the sacraments of the church, which are baptism and uh, communion, for just Cathedral of Hope Houston. And that happened around the same time in uh, October of 2010. And, and so Dawson started coming back down. And then in January of 2011, um, I was named as an associate pastor of Cathedral of Hope in Dallas, but the pastor of, of Cathedral of Hope in Houston, because we were really like a parish or a, um, a um, mission, if you will, of Cathedral of Hope in Dallas. And, and so not long, or almost immediately after that, we moved worship from Sunday night to Sunday morning. And you have to know that every time we did something, we started over. When we moved from Grace, it was like starting over because people thought we'd left Houston. When we uh, stopped worshiping at 5 p.m. on Sundays and started to worship at uh, 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings, it was like starting over. So every time it was like starting over. And so we were right down with the the chosen few again uh, when we started um, worshiping Sundays at, at 11 a.m. And so we worshiped at um, Cathedral of St. John's at 11 a.m. from January of 2011 until the first Sunday of Advent of 2014, I believe, November. Um, so from January of uh, 11 till November of, November 30th, I think, actually, of 2014, somewhere in that, along that line. And in that interim, in April, on April 13th of 2013, we became an independent congregation of the United Church of Christ. That was pretty brave of us. We were pretty small and um, uh, pretty, um, well, just pretty small, both in finances and in, um, in members. But uh, Dallas was not supporting us um, we were paying our way. In other words, we had been paying our way for quite a while. Um, I, I was technically an employee of Dallas, but it was Houston's money by then that was paying for everything. 
And what they graciously agreed to is they spent probably a good $50,000, maybe more, in the, from 2009 to 2011. Maybe, you know, in expenses, just flying Michael down, flying Dawson down, and Gary's salary, and you know, rent, all of that. And so when we became independent and we wanted our own bank account and the money that we had, they forgave that money, uh, which was wonderful. And so we started off with money in the bank, uh, which is, uh, was incredible. And uh, so we became our own congregation in 2013. And I think the part of the reason we were so anxious to, when people said, gee, you're kind of small, was one, we looked around at the other United Churches of Christ in Houston, and none of them were huge. And we thought, well, we can probably manage uh, even though we're small. And I think the other big reason is because we were considered a parish of uh, Cathedral of Hope in Dallas, we didn't have standing in Houston. And so we were kind of like stepchildren. And I don't mean that in a negative sense, but we just really weren't part of the f- family. We, we didn't have uh, a vote in association meetings. I didn't have standing here. My standing was in Dallas as a minister. Um, and so... I think that was the big, big reason. And in, in that process, I graduated from seminary in, in May of 2012 and was ordained the next month and was installed on July 1st at, uh, in, in Houston. And that was a big day for us because we felt like we were a real church. We had our own pastor, and, and, um, and we were off to the races. And, um, and so we were at St. John uh, until late November of 2014. We lost our lease, and we had to find a home quick, and so we moved uh, and started renting by the hour um, space at the Montrose Counseling Center, and um, or what they now call the Montrose Center. And, you know, that was kind of good news, bad news. You know, the good news was is we had a home, and we had it pretty quickly, and, uh, and because we were in Montrose, and, and it was kind of a big deal. We got some new members and people that, that created some excitement in that. And that was wonderful. Um, it, and we felt, I guess we felt like we, um, we had a remission. You know, that we'd lost our lease and it wasn't under the best of circumstances. And, and so it's like, we're going to do this. And we kind of came together and a crisis will do that. Um, the bad news is that we rented just a room, and so it meant that we had to not only set up chairs, we had to set up speakers and wires and sound equipment because we had all the our own sound equipment. And we did that with Bellman carts from the third floor down to the first floor every Sunday, and it just about wore us out. And what happened is we became very internally focused you know we stopped being focused about outreach and about being a part of the community because it was a lot of effort just to do worship and so we knew we needed to move but you know we had some money in the bank but you know by then the real estate market had gone bananas in Houston and so space was just at a premium we really kind of wanted our own space and we had an idea of what we wanted, but, you know, we just said, God, show us what we need. And so we had a couple of people that were in charge of, of, of all that for us. And it so happened that 
uh, an existing United Church of Christ, St. Peter's in Spring Branch, that's been around forever. Their historic chapel has been there since 1848. They're probably the oldest United Church of Christ in Houston. The church, they had a Korean church that had been uh, leasing their sanctuary that uh, no longer could afford it, and so they were negotiating with them to move. And so that space was available. And it, and it was just like Providence. There it was. It was handed to us. And um, um, it wasn't the perfect thing for us. We really, you know, wanted our own space and blah, 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 and all that stuff. But it was amazing because it was the first time that we had our own dedicated worship space. And I mean to the point that every Sunday we had to put things away. I mean, Montrose was the height of setting up and putting things away. But we always had to do that, whether it was just take our hymnals and, and, and replace them with theirs or take our pew pads out. We always had to do setup. Even at St. John in Oak Forest, we set up our music equipment and then took it down. Well, once we moved into um, St. Peter's, and we moved in there um, just in Palm Sunday, I think, just before Easter of 2016, was it? 2016, um, we didn't have to do anything. I mean, when worship was over, I could leave everything and say, we'll take care of that later. I was like a kid at Christmas, and everybody else was. So it's like, dang, we don't have to do anything. And, and it was also is a beautiful space, and we knew that... It had tremendous potential, uh, and did we fill it? No, no, no. We don't come close to filling it, but but we knew we could, and we knew that um, uh, it could be amazing. And so, Cathedral of Hope Houston moved in there, like I said, in the spring of 2016. And along the the way, we had called a couple of people to uh, be ministers with us for a variety of reasons, and. Uh, one of them had left, and, and the other one, uh, Leslie Jackson, um, when we called him to be our minister of education, he wasn't ordained. And so we went through that process with Leslie, and we uh, supported him and, 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 uh, and watched him walk through that process of getting ordained. And then in um, November of 2016, um, as we were doing our budget for 2017, um, as the senior minister, I knew that it was time to retire, and I knew that it, it would be sometime in uh, 2017, but we chose to tell the church uh, that far ahead because it would make a significant difference in our budget. We wanted to be transparent, and and so we announced that I was going to step down in November, and you know, I was always hoping all along that the congregation would want to call Leslie as their pastor. Um, but I, you know, that was something that was out of my hands. And uh, fortunately, that was what they wanted. And um, uh, and so Leslie was called to be the the next minister of Cathedral of Hope Houston. And, um, and so I um, stepped down in June of 2017 and Leslie took over and he's going to be installed in the uh, first part of October. Uh, and it's exciting, um, and and I want to say that uh, Cathedral of Hope Houston is at a real tipping point in their history now, where um, they've got as permanent a home as they're gonna as they could ever have, and so it's about um, making roots and and uh, making it home, 
and and saying this is ours this is our space and it's going to stay our space and 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 let's reach out to the community so i think it's going to be uh exciting times for them